there, it's Andrea and Chelsea. We're so glad you're here. Join us as we talk about faith and life. We want to encourage you to know more about God and know Him better. Welcome to Renewed. Hi everyone, welcome back to Renewed. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Andrea. And today, this is our last episode for the year. Um, I can't believe we Mm -hmm. made it a whole year recording episodes. This is our second year doing this. Mm -hmm. Um, We're definitely so grateful to anyone who ever listened to any of it at all. Um, Obviously, it was like a COVID project that we Mm -hmm. did and we enjoy it so much. Um, It's just a lot of fun to be able to do this and like outreach to people who we don't normally um, outreach to. So Mm -hmm. we wanted to celebrate this little milestone with a wrap-up Q&A session for the year like we did last year. Um, We asked a bunch of people on Instagram to ask us some of their questions. Um, We also added some questions that we thought of. Um, So we'll attempt to answer them in this episode. Mm -hmm. So let's get started. Here's the first question. Some of my Christian friends are falling away from the faith. What can I do to encourage them to come back? Okay, so this first question Um, is really good it's really relatable for Chelsea and I since we grew up Mm -hmm. at church so we do have a bunch of friends that we grew up with that are falling away or like have like stopped going to church and things like that so I would say um, number one don't get angry with them don't be frustrated even though it can be easy to um, don't look down on them everyone goes through I guess their path the length of time that they need to um, some of them might take longer to come back some of them might not some of them might be like working through it right now and I think like it's really important to show them that you still love them no matter what you're not like your friendship's not conditional you know yeah so still maintain your friendship be normal um, you know don't be pushy don't like always bring it up if they're not ready mm-hmm. to hear um, but when they are I think it's really important for you to share God's love to them and um you know, maybe share your testimony of why you are still, you are Christian and what God has done in your life for you to to realize like, you know, how great it is to be. Um, I think as their Christian friend, it's in, important to not just be like, oh yeah, they're, they're like falling away. It's fine, whatever. It's also important to intentionally be their friend that can, you know, God can use to help bring them back. So, you know, like every so often, whenever, I guess, the you have a chance you could have some deep talks with them and ask them about their thoughts on faith and because you have been to church with them or you've talked about faith before it's like not weird i guess to bring it up Mm -hmm. um and then like ultimately um you have to pray for them right you got to plead with god and just ask god to soften their heart and open their eyes and to bring them back to him and realize their need for him and let god do his thing like you are not probably going to be the one that brings them back it might be someone else but just be there for them and just to pray for them yeah what if it what if it feels like they kind of are um becoming more and more secular like like in their um worldview um in terms of like how they spend their time and stuff like that like i guess you know the the more you kind of stray away from faith, the more your lifestyle kind of reflects that, right? So yeah. I think sometimes it can be kind of hard to like um, still hang out with that friend 
or um, make time for them and stuff like that when like your schedules are completely different and mm-hmm. um, their priorities are different now. So like how do you how do you do that when maybe they're not interested in like growing their faith or mm-hmm. even in the faith in the first place? Yeah. Like I think if you've tried talking to them and asking about where they are and sharing with them and they're still like not interested anymore, um, then don't keep like pushing them i would say mm-hmm. um while you're praying with praying for them kind of like alone um just don't give up on them and still be their friend because as long as you're their friend um you're still able to like kind of have influence on them and mm-hmm. maybe one day when they are ready and something happens or god you know soft- softens their heart you're going to be there and they will come to you you'll be the friend that you know they can ask questions and go to church with and things like that i don't know mm-hmm. but that's that's hard. I don't know. Like, what would you do? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess it's kind of hard because um, with some people, I guess I wonder, hmm, maybe they weren't saved in the first place. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe they just like grew up in this environment and um, realized it wasn't for them. Um, so in that case, I would kind of, you know, definitely p- pray for that person's salvation. Um, mm-hmm. But maybe like, I think you can start with where their worldview is at now because if they don't have like a christian worldview um everything goes kind of tumbling down like Mm -hmm. you kind of have to ask those big questions like what's your purpose in life um do you think we just work until we die uh like you know do you believe in an eternal life or even asking those questions like i guess you know do you believe that jesus died on the cross for you like I think having those those deep questions can make the person kind of think a little bit about um, about where they're at, and mm-hmm. those big questions are so important, even though they don't want to think about it. Mm-hmm. That's good. It's like instead of like telling them, you know, what you believe and what it's true and everything, you just ask them and get them to kind of like work it out on their own, almost. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Nick and I had this conversation actually about like when you're talking with someone you have to meet them where they're at like Mm -hmm. you can't tell them about like jesus died on the cross for you if they don't even believe in god like you have to go back to okay you don't believe in god you know then ask them questions about more like about that how do you think you know (laughs) the world happened how do you think you know what's the purpose of human beings like all of that stuff that Mm -hmm. um will make them think a bit more you need to help have them first believe that there is a god and then you kind of move on to jesus Mm -hmm. yeah that's so good um i guess that kind of relates to the next question that we have here um it kind of sounds like it's from someone that maybe did grow up in the church and you know maybe like strayed a little bit and isn't fully sure of their salvation Uh, so the question is how can i be sure that i'm saved um i definitely had this question growing up when I didn't fully understand like salvation, I would, you know, my mom prayer prayed the prayer of salvation with me when I was mm-hmm. six. And then like maybe every year I'd be like, hmm, maybe I should pray it again just to make sure I'm not going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, yeah, how can we be sure that we're saved? Yeah, I think this is such a good question. Um, I remember my aunt asking me this uh, when I was younger. And I think she was testing me <laughs> to see if I actually understood um, what salvation was, right? 
Because I, I think I remember answering, you know, I believe in Jesus. And she was like, well, Satan believes in Jesus too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so obviously that's not, you know, what um, what you have to do to be saved. Um, so let's take a look at what the Bible actually says uh, about what it takes to be saved in the first place. So first we have to confess our sins. Um, we have to accept that we, you know, are depraved human beings um and we need to accept that we do need a savior and then um moving forward from that we live a new life in christ we're not we kind of shed like our old self and we're um we become a new creation and there's nothing more and nothing less that's required for salvation we just need to pray that prayer and god will come into our hearts Um, and how he does this is he provides us with the Holy Spirit and this is like a mark of our salvation. So Holy Spirit enters our hearts and it's basically like our old spirit is made new. And this is how we know that we're God's children forever. It's like a mark, like a, like a stamp or like a pass. Um, and we cannot lose the salvation. Um, once the Holy Spirit is in you, it is in you forever. Mm -hmm. Now, Um, This is the verse that I learned to remind myself of the assurance for salvation. So it's 1 John 5, 11 to 13. It says, and this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life and this life is in his son. Whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have the son of God does not have life. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. Mm-hmm. So this is um, this is a verse that um, reminds you that once you accept Jesus in your heart, um, you have eternal life and you are saved, and that is it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's like really nothing more and nothing less. Um, and so I think for anyone who is struggling with that, if you've prayed that prayer, if you truly believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins, um, if you're pursuing God every day. Um, you have no like worries. Um, and maybe you need to memorize this first just to remind yourself when you have those doubts, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is our assurance. We don't need to worry about this and and God provides us with that um, assurance. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think for p- some people maybe you think, you know, I'm not good enough. Um, you know, I'm struggling with this sin. Um, Obviously, we all struggle <laughs> with sin. We're all going to continue struggling with sin. What matters is that you're repenting um, and you and you want to do better. So I think at the same time, what, when you're kind of having these questions, you can always reflect on your own life, evaluate, you know, where are you at? And um, do you see fruits of your salvation? Um, would, would your friends say that, you know, there are fruits to your salvation? Would they notice those things? Mm-hmm. What do you think, Andrea? Yeah, um, I think if you're saved, you're 100% different from when you weren't saved. Um, mm. Obviously, it's everything that you believe. You believe that you're a sinner and everything um, that you mentioned and that Jesus is the only one that can save us and we can be with him. But a lot of people will say they do believe that and their life looks the same. Mm. So I think fruit is really important. So what does someone that's saved look like look what does someone that is saved look like? I would say that they um, prioritize God as the best they can every day. So they will spend time with God, reading the Bible, 
they will pray they will want to be with other believers more like be part of a small group or something like that they will want to plug into a church community and a body and commit to those people and love them um and uh they will like want to talk about god more than you know more than someone that's not christian would like yeah you're not christian you wouldn't do any of those things like 100 percent, right it's only god's transforming power that makes anyone want any of those things so i would say like it's it's very easy to tell if you're christian or not yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's a really good answer um okay now let's move on to the next question um this is the question so how can i get closer to god when i'm so busy all the time mm-hmm. um this is a really good question and i think uh, I'm still struggling with this. Uh, it's not something <laughs> I think anyone has mastered. It's just you try different things. So I would say even if you're really, really busy, there's always time for God. You just have to make it. And you've probably heard that before. And that's just the truth. So if you don't have time for God because you're busy, you're also lazy. <laughs> um, and I think that that can change when you realize your need for time with God. So um Jonathan Pakluda said an example in one of his podcasts before about how like it's really nice how like God designed everything in our body when we don't do something that we're supposed to there are symptoms like consequences so for example if you don't brush your teeth every morning like you'll stink (laughs) Mm -hmm. so when you don't read the bible for an extended period of time you'll see results as in you'll maybe like not want to read as much you'll maybe um be more irritable maybe you will you know care more about like things that don't really matter in eternity like you'll you'll see it and you'll you'll you will feel it if you have a relationship with god you can compare it really well with when you feel distant from him just like when you feel distant with a friend like you know you're still friends with them but it feels off and so that's a good thing actually a blessing because it spurs us to kind of fix that and so um i would say practically if you have a planner or even a phone um, make time schedule it in and say time with god and if you're someone that's super super busy um even just like chelsea and i when we're reading the bible sometimes we'll be like we have a million other things we need to be doing like our job like practical things and if you're a mother or a parent or you have to take care of a sibling like you actually don't have that much time but if you block off like a section of time like even just 10 minutes and what i find helps for me sometimes is if i make like turn on the timer on my phone and actually be like 10 minutes exactly and that's it but in these 10 minutes i don't think about other things so you can try that and um yeah and i think ultimately if bible reading is important enough for you um you will yeah you'll do it that day and then and then try to do it before other things as well so usually like when i come home from work i have a lot of things i have to do but if i tell myself like if bible reading is really really important then i'm gonna get it done it has to get done today. So it doesn't matter if I do it first or if I do it last because it's getting done. So I might as well do it first when I have the most energy. Mm-hmm. So I try to do that. Um, and then I guess lastly, um, pray to God and tell him. Obviously, God knows when your heart's not in it and when you're not wanting time with him. And so pray to him to make you realize your need for it because when you realize you need it, you'll do it. And pray to God for energy and just like the ability and strength to prioritize him. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think it's really easy to be lazy <laughs> these days. Mm-hmm. And like, and honestly, everyone's so busy. Like everyone is busy. Everyone has other mm-hmm. things that they could be doing. Um, so it's really a matter of like prioritization. And I also think it's um, it's about setting a routine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, you know, like brushing your teeth. Like you'll, you need to do that every day. Um, to like maintain, you know, your, your dental hygiene. Um, and so in the same way you have to kind of, um, have that in your routine to just, um, have one-on-one time with God. Um, Mm -hmm. even though you're busy, it's, it's probably the most important thing in your day realistically. Mm -hmm. So, so why wouldn't you do it? You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, it's like eating, like literally when you don't read the Bible, you do feel dry you know like not maybe not every day but when you there are times when you don't read it and you you're far away from god you feel dry or like hungry and, and you got to eat every day and you got to go to god every yeah, day like that. yeah mm-hmm. so <laughs> this like reminds me of the verse that i literally just memorized last week oh really <laughs> <laughs> um so it's john six twenty seven. it says do not work for the food that perishes but for mm. the food that endures to eternal life which the son of god or the son of man will give to you so i feel Ooh, like oh, good we're so, we're so busy we're like working for that food you know we're working yeah. to put food on the table we're like all of the things that we're doing is for like um you know the things of this earth mm-hmm. um but we need to work for the for the food that endures to eternal life mm-hmm. like this is this is the bible right like we're feeding ourselves with with eternal food kind of thing mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. After we record this, Chelsea, you have to send me that verse because I think I have to memorize <laughs> that next. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so good. Um, yeah, I, I can't believe I just did that. I, I'm not the type to like just quote quote scripture. Yeah, <laughs> but this was perfectly look related at, to what you just look said. At what this is doing to you? This is so good. <laughs> Week one, a small group. I know she's a changed woman. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Um, okay, uh, let's move on to the next question. I love how all these questions like build off of each other they're like yeah. all related with the okay um so next question is how do i read the bible it's intimidating and can be hard to understand um yeah i totally get this mm-hmm. <laughs> i think it is very difficult to understand i think for a lot of people who don't even like to read books like oh yeah you're gonna read the bible like <laughs> it's actually a huge feat like it seems so difficult to understand and complicated um so I would say, like, I guess some basic practical advice is, um, first of all, start small. You don't have to read a whole chapter. You can read, like, you know, a paragraph um, and just really focus in on that paragraph and really look into it. Um, and I think this was part of uh, this was part of the book that we're doing for small group. And mm-hmm. Andrea will be familiar with this, but it was basically saying how we are just lazy. Like we're lazy to try to understand the Bible. It's not mm-hmm. about like us, you know, um, not having time or whatever. Like we are just lazy because we read something and we don't want to understand it. And it's true. Like there's so many times I just skipped over stuff because like I'm like I don't care enough to mm-hmm. want to look into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think one part is just having that um, – desire you know to work hard at it um another thing is just start with the gospels i feel like um usually that's much easier to understand has so much um practical truth in it like in one chapter there's like 
five stories of how Jesus ministered to people, how he healed people, um, all of his parables, um, his responses to like the Jewish priests and all of that. You can learn so, so much from one chapter. So I would probably go there. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I would say is get a study Bible. Um, f- I think for me personally, once I um, got a study Bible, I felt like I could understand everything so much better because there's notes to help you understand more about the context. Um, it could be, you know, geographical, uh, historical. It could be like the meaning of the word in that original language. It can give so much more meaning to what you're reading. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously the text was written in, you know, different languages. So so there's just nuances that we don't understand when we just read it in English. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I think made it much, much more rich, like, and real um, when you get the big picture kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, you have to ask God for guidance. Like, if you have that desire to read the Bible, um, I think God will supply you with, uh, like, you know, the the energy that you need and, like, the Holy Spirit as well will just guide you in, in understanding His Word. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. at the same time, yeah, we're understanding it based on, you know, how we're reading and and our own understanding, but at the same time, the Holy Spirit is at work in our hearts and is helping us understand the words that we're reading. Um, I, I wanted to add that like a lot of people um, rely on commentary a lot to understand the mm-hmm. Bible. I think commentary is really good, and you should use it, but not first. You should first try on your own, mm-hmm. and if you are if you're saved, you just like Chelsea said, you have the Holy Spirit in you, which is like the only thing that helped the other like the commentary writers know what to say you know like they don't have any special revelation they just Mm. hear from the holy spirit and write down right so um everyone has just as much kind of like tools to understand what the bible's meaning um and also what chelsea said to like read small passages um from the book that we're reading it's saying like even one sentence can like have a lot of weight to it and yeah sometimes the pastor at our church preaches on like five verses for like yeah (laughs) like 45 minutes so like um take your time with it and really dive into it and that's how you can understand it's not about like finishing the bible um it's about like actually understanding it exactly yeah and um i would say to like ask people who you know have a good um, routine going on with their Bible reading. Ask mm-hmm. them for tips and tricks and stuff like that. You know, like what mm-hmm. works for one person is not necessarily what's going to work for for another person. Um, so sometimes it's just about you trying thing different things out and seeing what works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think we've moved on to the final question, which mm-hmm. is not completely related to everything else. <laughs> But um, it's been something that I've been hearing a lot for sure. So I'm feeling pressure being single at this time with so many people getting engaged and married and even my parents are pressuring me. What do I do? Okay. Um, This one's a really good question. It's so easy to answer but hard to do. But Mm. we would say, and we have like an episode if you scroll back an episode or three (laughs) about (laughs) singleness marriage all that stuff I think the most important thing is um yeah it is kind of bummy especially if you have the desire to be married that is a 
god-given desire that's a good desire it's not a bad desire so i'm not saying to like quench that um but one of the things that you can think about is to remember the reason for marriage because that puts a lot of things in perspective it's not to like you know fit in or like get on with your life or you know like please anyone like the reason for marriage really biblically is when a man and woman come together um to glorify god in their marriage they are to represent like jesus and us how much he sacrificed for us and how much we are submitting and loving to him Mm -hmm. like are you and then and then the follow-up question is are you ready for that like um are you ready for all that that entails like submitting to someone or leading someone like are you strong enough right now to have someone else to do that with you mm-hmm. as a symbol that god designed um and and if you aren't that's okay like then then your focus maybe then is to work on being ready by you know getting closer to god and understanding more like you know what this all entails and and if you are ready um good then pray to god about your your future spouse and tell god your desire to be married and tell god you know like you can even tell him like when you want it and and why and and say like you know ultimately it's your will whatever your will be done but this is like god this is what i you know this is what i envision like what do you think kind of thing and i think uh you have to also evaluate like if you're upset about it the root of the reason is because you don't you're not satisfied with what god has given you right now and you're not satisfied with god's plan for you because maybe who knows you will be married in the future but you're not happy right now because you think it's better if you were right now but god made you so obviously he knows better and so um it's hard but you have to trust god with your future as well and the timing of everything and if you don't join the party like everyone <laughs> like a lot of people um struggle with that so then ask him for strength to trust and to have joy in your current season um and as jp said if you're single right now then you're called to singleness. A lot of people are like, well, maybe I'm not called to singleness. Maybe I am. Well, you don't have to think about the future. Right now, if you're single, you are called. It's that simple. And so, yeah. Um, uh, I think another last thing I would say is like, if you're someone that likes to write things down, write down like the pros and cons of being single. Write down what, um, what it means to be married or be single and like, what things you can be doing right now that you can't do if you were married and all that stuff and you'll soon realize like there's a bunch of things you can still do and while you're doing that stuff like who knows like maybe you will that's where you will find your future spouse <laughs> mm-hmm. um i do i guess i do feel like when when i was single i remember thinking like god is like keeping this from me like mm-hmm. <laughs> he's giving everybody else you know like a relationship and um all these opportunities but i feel like he's like holding out on me um, and I feel like it's super easy to think that way. Um, but I guess we need to remember that like that's, you know, that's also what Satan does. He makes us think that God is withholding good from us, right? Like mm-hmm. Garden of Eden, like, um, you know, why is God withholding that that fruit from that one tree that we can't eat? Like you always feel like that, but it's a good thing to remind yourself that god is not withholding anything good from you um it's just Mm -hmm. in his timing Mm -hmm. um and then another note i think you know what it's really hard right now to not feel that pressure Mm -hmm. i sympathize with my friends who are single um, 
in the moment because I feel like if I didn't meet Nick, like I would be in the same situation as them. Um, And I would struggle with the same uh, questions and the same uh, pressure from uh, people, from society, from parents. Um, So it's really hard to, I think, tackle all of this. Mm -hmm. Um, So one thing I would, I guess, ask myself if I was in that situation is like, do I want it just because of what is expected of me like by society or by my parents like just those expectations like Mm -hmm. do I just want to do it because oh all my other friends are getting married and getting engaged so like I need to get there um or do I actually want it because I want to glorify God through marriage Mm -hmm. um like I think your motivation here has a big um impact on whether or not you're actually ready for this um, and whether or not, you know, you have, you're going into it with the right reasons. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Um, and, and don't feel like God forgot you too. I think that's easy to feel. Um, God hears every single prayer. And if you believe that, and if you believe the Bible, that's what it says. Then if you pray about it, God hears your prayer about that and he will give you an answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we just, we obviously like we pray for, for people who, I mean, I pray for my friends, all my friends who mm-hmm. who are single and who have uh, told me that they, they do want, you know, to meet someone and they do want to have all of those things. Um, so I pray for them often, mm-hmm. <laughs> even some of them who don't, who tell me like to stop praying about it. I'm, just like, <laughs> no. I'm a pray. I'm a keep praying for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it's um it's good to tell people as well if you if you are looking um because yeah. obviously prayer is powerful and when we have like a bunch of people praying for you um yeah, it can't it can't hurt. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think we've answered all of the questions for today and um this has been such a great episode. I think we mm-hmm. had a lot of fun answering all of these. Mm-hmm. Um so we did want to just say thank you for Everybody who supported us through this project that we did, our purpose, as you know, is always to encourage young people to really live out their faith in a more intentional way. I think Andrew and I both had this um, realization over COVID and we both just really were passionate about this and wanting to um, encourage people in their faith and talk about topics that um, other people maybe don't talk about very often or things that we debated and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. um, I think as long as this has encouraged like one person out there, our goal has been achieved. If we could mm-hmm. see the person like in in the flesh, I think it would mm-hmm. be very cool <laughs> to yeah. meet you um, and to just know that we um, encouraged you in some kind of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Praise God for that. Um, and uh yeah, Chelsea and I just want to be transparent and let you guys know um, in the next season, we're not sure what's going to happen. So this past summer, I got married and it was it was really, really busy, um, difficult for us to kind of like record uh, the podcast and everything. And um, if you didn't know, Chelsea's getting married next May or this coming May, and which is really exciting. So um yeah, we're going to be taking a little bit of a break um, for the wedding and just to see what God wants, you know, the future of this to look like. And so, um, yeah, pray pray for us and we'll be praying about it as well. And um, uh, even though we won't have new episodes for a little bit, um, if you still have any 
you know topic ideas or if you just have a question or want to talk about anything please shoot us a message we'll always be there um mm-hmm. to talk to you we're always available um on instagram or email or, or anything like that and yeah we really praise god for these two years finishing mm-hmm. season two is unreal <laughs> um it started off as like a funny idea and it just became a thing so we yeah. praise god and we thank you for being with us on our journey and um yeah we hope that we can connect with you soon uh merry christmas happy new year and um um we'll see you in 2023 bye Bye. we're so glad you joined us for this episode of renewed stay tuned for more episodes and if you enjoyed this episode don't forget to share it with your friends